If you're ready to get honest answers on all of your health and fitness questions and hit your goals smarter and faster, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Gym Geeks Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Gym Geeks Radio. If you want to get in shape in any form or fashion, chances are you're going to have to do some resistance training. And if you're a busy person, you certainly should be doing resistance training in the in the right manner uh, with the right programming. So the question kind of comes up a lot is what should that look like, right? Because there's so many different applications. There's so many different styles. There's a lot going on with the resistance training. That's part of the reason why some people avoid it, even though it is the most beneficial, the best form of exercise, uh, but it's not as easy as just getting on a treadmill and hit and go. So I had an interaction with our health club this last week, and, and, and it brought about this conversation of just the basics of resistance training, and, and we're in a space where we kind of grow and evolve with our membership and our people, and we have resources kind of onboard you into that conversation and community, um, but then I forget, you know, sometimes... Um, people just don't know the basics and actually a lot of times we're shocked to some of the people we've been with for a while um, that either have forgotten which is common and normal and totally okay but um, just never understood or were given the basics Um, and if you are a personal trainer if you're a health professional you know these are the things that matter you know there's so much out there on instagram and, and and blogs and everywhere on the internet and it just lacks the basics and if this isn't the foundation you're gonna lose you can't win without the basics and if you do these consistently honestly you don't need anything else um, so there's a lot of you know you know I'm a educated ish uh, personal trainer even though my certification wasn't you know all that great it did provide some foundations um, but then then in my education in the future man it always comes back to these things there's those little tidbits here and there and that's what we love to talk about and get all jazzed up about but if we're gonna be honest the basics are what matters the basics are what works and the basics are what you can do consistently and have nothing else and hit your goals smarter and faster uh, so we're gonna go over those today this is gonna to be a two-part episode we're gonna kick it off today part one the basics of resistance training let's get into it all right so if you want to start getting in shape you don't start exercising the first thing you have to do is pick your training type now there's always the two obvious ones you know am i going to lift weights am i going to be that side of the gym or am i going to go more towards cardiovascular um, now i just want to make something clear because we are talking about resistance training today and we talk about it a lot because it is the foundation you must be doing resistance training almost exclusively no matter who you are you must be doing this um, but cardiovascular training you get benefit from it is good for you and you can get some muscle bending building benefit from doing things like sprints and hit style training but that does not make it a substitute for strength training um, and converse is true you can get a ton of cardiovascular benefit from doing resistance training if you program it correctly plus you know just you know any exercise in general is going to be good for that but you can't get quite as much as if you do um, some cardio on top of that so um, just remember resistance training is going to be your foundation adding cardio to that does not detract from it as long as you're not overdoing it Um, and if you have these basics in place you're going to be successful Um, so when we talk about your resistance training and making progress because all too often we see people come in they find a routine i get it gyms are scary they're a little bit intimidating 
um, and you come in and you get this routine, it's like, I don't want to try something new here. I don't exactly have barbells and dumbbells and machines in my home to try something in private. So your options are really hire a personal trainer, which can be fairly expensive um, or would, but worth the investment, I will say. Um, or you just kind of stay in your same routine. Now, what that does is that your body adapts to that routine and you get pretty much no results after that. Um, so you can maintain what you gained, but most of us need to go farther than the first baby step in, in, in our small program. So um, how do you progress? Now, this is a formula that you can use till the end of time forever. You don't have to deviate from this. If you can use this formula, um, and, and I'm going to steal from the American College of Sports Medicine here, even though I, I disagree with a lot of stuff that they teach in their certification programs now, um, but I get it. I know how those things work. Um, but I'm going to steal their acronym, which is FITVP, um, which is Frequency, Intensity, Time, Type, Volume, and Progression. So we're going to build that today and tell you how each one of those fit into your workout. Um, so frequency is just how often you work out. It's how often you hit a muscle group. It's how often you do a movement. It can apply to a few different things, but most of us can understand more or less what frequency looks like. So are you going to work out three times a week, four times a week, five times a week? Now that goes into your workout split. Um, now, now when that becomes important is, is as you get more and more advanced. Full body workouts are always best for beginners. Um, nine times out of ten, it's very rare we start a, a, a beginner out. Um, and even people who are intermediate, and honestly, if you're advanced and you don't do full body workouts, give it a shot for eight weeks, you will be shocked. Um, because one, you have to dial back the intensity. We can get way into that in the weeds. Maybe we'll do an episode on full body workouts and their uh, uh, effectiveness. But um, you know, that's your workout split that's a little bit different. But the frequency, how often you hit a muscle. It should be at least two, sometimes three, four times a week if you could do four days a week. Um, but that is you know pretty plain and simple. Now you can increase that, decrease that depending on these other variables. But um, typically, better frequency is is or more frequency is better if you can sustain it. Now that is dependent upon the next one, which is intensity. Now intensity can get a little bit different, but what it really boils down to is how much weight are you using in that specific rep range, and you can change your rep range as well. So if you are using, you know, let's say you're doing a squat and you can squat uh, 150 pounds is your absolute one rep max. Well, if you're squatting 120, um, that's what we would call high intensity. Now intensity is not your perception, your rate of perceived exertion, right? So that's what we call an RPE, your rate of perceived exertion on a scale of one to 10. How hard was that exercise? We call five a warm up, 10, put a gun to your head, you can't do another one. So normally we don't want to work out. We tell our beginners about six to seven. Most of us are going to be seven to eight and sometimes nine and almost never do we go to 10. So that's a little bit different. When we talk about intensity, it's how much you're one rep max. Um, so if you're using um, a load that is really close to one rep max, that's high amounts of intensity. Um, but if you drop down to maybe 50%, that's a lower intensity. Um, but for you personally, what you would say, man, that was intense. That was hard. If you do three reps with 80%, if you do three reps with that 120 pounds, it's going to be pretty dang tough. It's going to be uh, what we would think of in our brain, like, man, that was intense. But if we do three reps with 50%, we're doing 75 pounds, we'll be like, oh, wow, that was easy. So then we move our rep ranges up. Now, when do you do this? When does it matter? What are the benefits? Uh, really, there's, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, we favor block periodization. 
periodization is how often you change your workouts. So if it's the same, you're in the same period. Um, block periodization is like for three weeks, we're going to do the same exercises with the same reps, um, the same sets. Sometime within that, we'll, we may change the um, reps a little or the sets a little bit. We may change the exercise a little bit, but that block pretty much looks the same week over week. So uh, if it's three days, you may have three different days, but the next week you're going to repeat that same same three days and then third week you're going to do that all the way up sometimes to six weeks um, but then we're going to change maybe we change all the exercises um, and we stick with the same rep ranges and the same rest times or maybe we change keep the exercises the same and we change all the rep ranges and we go a little we go from 15 reps on everything down to eight to ten on everything or down to to three to six on everything it really depends on how you want to program that um, now when we talk about reps and rep ranges it's kind of a continuum, and each of them do a little bit for each other, but we break it up into three different brackets, which is strength-focused, endurance-focused, and hypertrophy-focused. Now, strength, obviously, you know what that is. How much weight can you push? Hypertrophy is the growth of your muscle, the volume of your muscle, and endurance is, you know, it's endurance of your muscle tissue. Now, if you train for strength, you're going to get hypertrophy. If you train for hypertrophy, you're probably going to get some strength and some endurance. If you train for endurance, you're going to get some hypertrophy. Now, they all dip into each other, and your body, a lot of times, it doesn't know like, oh, you did 12 instead of 13. That means I'm going to give you hypertrophy, not endurance. It doesn't work like that. Um, so there's a lot of you know leeway. It's a spectrum, um, but you can kind of feel the difference in the three types of stimulus when you're training. Um, and with that, you have to have a different mindset. Um, but you know, don't let that get super complex. Stick to one for a while. Move to the next. Don't worry about whether you're specifically training for strength. Now, if you're a powerlifter, you're going to spend about 75-80% of your time below 7-8 reps, right? But you still need to dip into that 8-12 to 12 rep range once in a while. If you're a bodybuilder, um, honestly, I think you should be using all three fairly often. You're probably not going to go as deep as often as a powerlifter would in the strength, but you're still um, going to go down there. If you're just the everyday person, then well, guess what? You're a bodybuilder. You just didn't realize it. Um, the only people who really stick to uh, endurance all the time is, is like our runners. You know, sometimes they need, but hey, I've had runners where it's like, let's stick you at three reps um, for a couple weeks on these movements, you know, RDLs, you rows, um, you know, it's, it's not great programming long-term, but man, the benefit they get from that. Um, and really what it is, is the best workout is the one that you're not doing. And when I say that, sometimes people think that I mean, you're lazy, get off your butt. You need to go work out more. That's not what we mean. We mean it's whatever style, whatever exercise, whatever rep range, however much weight you're using, those are the, th whichever one you're not doing right now is the one that's going to give you the most benefit because you have the most potential to adapt to it. Because what you're doing right now, your body is getting better and better at. And within a couple of weeks, you're not going to get any more benefit until you change frequency, intensity, time, type, volume, progression. So all that said, just to say that your, your intensity, how much weight you're using um, is separate from your intensity of how much effort you put forth. That is important as well but you want to keep probably your intensity the same um i mean <laughs> i'm confusing myself now the amount of effort you give if you're working out on about a seven out of ten on everything eight out of ten on everything stay there um if you're going to change other things if not you can push more intensity but it's like why would you do that why would you need to if you could just simply change the exercise and start getting more growth in your back or your legs 
right? So there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, and the big variable in all this is always skill. Um, so we're very much talking about the programming, what exercises, how many sets, how many reps, how much weight. Um, the skill is actually how you execute, how you do each of those. That's important as well. And that's really hard to communicate on a podcast because that's something that you need to be able to do um, you know, to see how things are done. And, and actually, it's like a how-to video is going to be your best bet there. So that kind of covers intensity a little bit. Now, time is couple different things again, but really it boils down to time under tension. So how long during each set is the tension on your body? So when we look at what makes a muscle grow, what makes it get stronger, all that stuff, we're looking at two things typically. It was how long did it spend under the tension and how much was the tension? How high was the load? And again, that's your intensity. How much weight are you using of your one rep max? What percentage? If it's high, it takes less time under tension to get a large stimulus. If it's a little bit lower, it takes a little bit more time under tension. And if anybody has ever done some long negatives, like let's say you're doing a bicep curl or a lateral raise or a squat, anything, if you take five seconds on the way down instead of two, wow, does that change that exercise? What did you manipulate? Time under tension. So you take that whole program that you're doing, add some negatives to it, add some pauses, add some squeezes, your muscles are spending more time under tension. That is what drives muscle growth. Now, any of my bodybuilders out there and my athletes, man, negatives, holy smoke. And, and strength, if you can, you should, you shouldn't be training in a, in a uh, low rep range with heavy weight if you can't do a three-second negative with that weight. Um, honestly, and that's my professional opinion, my personal opinion. I know some powerlifting coaches out there that may disagree with that. I don't know. Um, but I would say if you can't control it, that's not safe. And let, you know, if you're training for a competition, you're about to make hundred thousand dollars for bench pressing something. Don't listen to me anyways. You're probably not here. Um, but you know, you, you should have good control no matter what. So, but manipulate your time under tension. Um, that's not going to exactly apply everywhere. So if you're trying to get as strong as possible, is it going to be better for you to do, most of your training, not all of it. Again, throw these things in here and there. It's going to benefit everybody everywhere, but you want to stick to, okay, if I'm trying to get as strong as possible on my bench press and I'm going to be working from that three to six rep range all the time using some heavier weights, that's 85% of my workouts. Um, should I spend 50% of those workouts instead doing 10 second negatives? Probably not. But does it make sense if for 5% of my workouts, I do do some longer negatives or maybe after my bench press, I lower the weight? Yes, absolutely. Um, those things you can fit in there, but the core of your workouts is going to be the right exercises, doing the right amount of volume or sets. How many sets are you doing? Is it an appropriate amount? Um, and, and not you know going so crazy hard that you're sore um, and just doing them for a rep range that's consistent. Um, and for most people, it's all of them, all of the rep ranges. Um, so when you manipulate time under tension, um, that's going to be here or there thing. You may do that all week for a week. You may do it one set of workout every workout. You may do a whole workout once. It, it doesn't matter where you apply it. Um, you know, the, the possibilities are kind of endless. And I know where that's get, where it gets confusing, but just take it and try it. Apply it. Um, just remember these things. You know, this is something you think about frequency and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I could work out hit my arms three times a week or hit my glutes three times a week and just not change anything, I would get some growth. Yeah, do that for a while. And then you may remember, 
oh, I forgot about intensity. You know, I can change my rep ranges. Maybe we're going to go back to doing them twice a week, but I'm going to do a different rep range. And then after that, you're like, I'm going to stay right here, but I'm going to do five second negatives on everything. Um, So you can switch any of these at any time, um, but give them about three weeks, four weeks, five weeks sometimes uh, to, to be able to see some results and let your body get enough of this stimulus to adapt to it. That's where you get the progress and the change where you look in the mirror and you go, Whoa, Hey, look at that. Or you look on your sheet. Um, that's a better place, you know, your workout plan. And you're like, wow, my weights are going up or I'm feeling stronger. Or you return to an exercise you did before. And you're like, Holy smokes. When I started doing sumo squats for three, four weeks, cause I realized my glute med was really, really weak. That was causing my hip pain. And I went back to my regular squats I felt like a different person. Um, so so you'll, you'll see progress in that way as well. Um, and you may not find it until you go back to an exercise you used to be kind of weak at. Um, so the next one is your exercise selection. We covered frequency, intensity, time. The next one is type. What type of exercise are you doing? Um, so when we're you know in our personal training tech textbooks, we're like, oh, is it circuit training? Is it cardiovascular? Is it resistance training? Whatever. When I'm talking about resistance training, the type, um, I'm, I'm generally talking about exercise selection. What exercises are you doing? This is the big one. This is number one. If you have great frequency, great perfect intensity, you're doing lots of time under tension, um, but you're doing the wrong exercises, you are completely missing out. And I'll give you a list just off the top of my head, things you should be doing. Barbell squats. Um, that's, that's the variations to the sumo squats, the, the close stance, the front squats, the box squats, um, barbell hip thrusts, lunges and step ups, um, RDLs, deadlifts, rows, overhead presses, bench presses, dumbbell presses, dumbbell rows. Those should be your staple movements. Your lateral raises here, you know, a good amount of them reverse flies. Those are your staples. Um, you know, and then your cable movements that mimic those things like a pull down or a cable row or a cable bench press. Um, I'll argue for free weights nine times out of 10 for most people, but you know, there's, there's a place for machines as well. But if you're not doing those exercises, if you're spending half your workout on the hip abduction machine, if you never get away from the leg press, leg press is great. I love, I do a lot of leg press. Um, but I, I never do it and neglect my squats either. I, I always have some squats in there. I may skip them for two, three weeks and do leg press, but that's rare. So if you're spending most of your workout on on the curl machine, um, doing banded move, banded booty band, hip thrusts, things, using medicine balls, um, you know, twists and all, if that's 90% of your workout, I have some bad news for you. Those things have value. They have value in different places, and usually they have value because they, they supplement and improve this part of your workout that we're talking about right now. So that is super, super important to understand that your exercise selection uh, is is what is important. Now, if you're thinking right now, I'm just going to pause for a second. If you're thinking, man, this is getting complex. It's going a little bit over my head. It really simplifies things to be able to look at an actual program. If you need that, shoot us a DM on Facebook or Instagram at Jim Geeks Radio, uh, and I will send you some programming and get you hooked up uh, with all of that so you can see exactly what all this looks like, and you can just do the program, and then, bang, you're good to go free. Don't owe us nothing. Um, go for it. So next, we're going to talk about volume. That's how many sets. Now, volume, there is kind of a, a more complex equation 
Um, but really what we boil it down to is how many sets with how much weight for how many reps. So if you multiply all those together, you'll get a number and we'll call that your volume. It's very vague. It really doesn't mean anything, but it is a way for you to measure how much stress you're putting on your body. Um, now there is the length of the the range of motion. So if you do a squat halfway down versus kind of butt to your ankles, that's a different volume even if you do it for the same reps and the same weight and the same sets. Um, and then there's a speed part in there and all that stuff. And again, that gets more complex than it needs to be. Nine times out of 10, when we're talking about volume, we're talking about how many sets are you doing? Because frequency is covered or your rep range is covered by your intensity, um, your, your exercise selection, all that stuff's already covered with the rest of the, the fit VP, uh, principle here, but volume is how many sets. So if you're doing, keep it again, keep everything consistent. And then let's say you do two more, uh, sets per workout, total volume, um, then that changes things. So that's something that you can manipulate generally, um, that will change with other things as well. So when I change rep ranges, I never add volume. Um, one of my favorite ways to program is I'll spend three weeks doing, let's say, eight to 10 reps. The next three weeks, I'm doing, you know, 12 to 15. Um, but week one of that first block, let's say I'm doing 15 sets of workout, 15, 16. Week two, I'm going to be doing 20. And then maybe week three, I do uh, 22, right? So my volume went up. My exercises stayed the same. My rep, my rep range stayed the same. Um, but I'm getting a little bit more volume. Now that next one, I'll drop back down to like 16, 17 again, cause that's a new rep range. It's a new stimulus. And then I'll do the same thing. I'll move up the volume through those three, uh, three weeks in that same rep range. So hopefully what you're seeing is that there's a lot of different ways that you can program. Um, but as long as you're making changes to one of these every couple of weeks and you're doing the right exercises, you're going to make it forward and remember a lot of this is a learning experience and seeing what works well with your body um, for me when I was a little bit younger a lot of intensity and a little bit less frequency actually worked pretty pretty well and pretty decent for me but now it's actually like a lot less intensity and a lot more frequency and volume really really works wonders now there's going to be a time where, hey, that, that works a little bit, maybe in a couple months, and it's like, let's do a, a quick eight weeks, maybe draw the, the volume down a little bit, and let's do some more intensity, right? So so you have these periods all the time where you're going to work on all these things. You can never do all of them at once. So have some peace in that you're just working on what you're working on. You're trying something, and as long as you're sticking to it and you're prioritizing one of these pieces consistently, and it's a different piece every three weeks, six weeks, whatever, um, then, then you're going to be okay. You're going to make progress. And if you're working within this framework, it pretty much doesn't matter. So progression is the last part of fit VP. It's the P, uh, how will these variables change over time? So that's something you have to think about. Um, so just to recap super quick, when we get to this last point is frequency is how often do you work out a muscle group? How often do you hit that muscle group? If you're a beginner, it should be basically every muscle group three times a week. If you do a compound exercise, um, like some of the ones we just mentioned, it probably hits multiple, um, which is good. So it's like, okay, I did rows. Is that for my back? You know, maybe it's for my lats and my rhomboids. Does it hit my rear delts? Probably a little bit. You know, maybe, you know, you can get way into the weeds and that. Don't worry about that so much. Focus on a pull, a push, a press, um, you know, a hinge movement, a squat, things of though like that, you know, you'll be able to look at a program. I, I'm pretty confident tell if it's well balanced or not. Um, 
Now, the last piece is the intensity pieces, which is, okay, let's, let's keep this, this, the same, you know, uh, the, the sets and reps and what we usually uh, start off with is what we call straight sets, which is just, you do eight reps, you rest a couple, you know, a minute, uh, or so you do it again. You do that three times. You move on to the, the next exercise. There's also something called supersets, which means you do two exercises back to back. So I may do a bench press and a row. I may do, you know, eight, eight bench presses, and then I'll stand up, walk over to the, to a different barbell, um, or maybe in the same barbell and I'll do eight, 10 rows, whatever. Um, and there's no sometimes rhyme or reasons, just something different. It's a new stimulus. It's challenging. There's a lot of benefits. Um, and, and sometimes for performance, that's a really great way um, to get some cardiovascular uh, exercise in. And that's when we get into like giant sets. That's three or more exercises back to back to back. Just make sure the exercises you're doing don't detract from each other unless you're trying to really ramp up the intensity or bring up a body part at that point you're probably a little bit more advanced. So that's not something you need to worry about a ton, but it is something to experiment with. And then you have circuits where it's like, okay, I'm going to do squats, I'm going to do lunges, and I'm going to do overhead presses, and I'm going to rest for three minutes, and then I'm going to do it again. So that's a little bit different than straight sets, but you can also do that and follow the same principle with the Fit VP. Uh, and then your straight sets, which you talked about, you can also do drop sets. So you can do the same exercise, drop the weight, and then do more reps with a little bit lower weight. So let's say I can bench press 150 pounds for 10 reps. I do that nine times. I'm pretty exhausted. I take 50 pounds off. Now I press 100 pounds for another six, seven reps, right? And then I rest for three minutes. Maybe I'll do that once or twice again. Um, so there's there's some other things that you can do, some other styles when you work in that with that. But if you're just starting out, start out with three days a week, two days a week, full body. So you're going to hit every muscle group and you're going to uh, kind of set your volume. You know, where do you set your volume? Um, probably 12, 15 sets is going to be plenty for you. Um, now, remember, if you move your volume up, if you're going to start a little bit higher, you're going to spend some more time in the gym, you're going to have to dial your intensity back. The big key underlying all of this, if you forget this, you're going to hinder your progress. It's about not how much you can do, but how much can you recover from. You want to, if your threshold, just for numbers sake, this doesn't mean anything, but if your threshold is a seven, you want to go to a seven and a half every time you work out. Eventually, it, your body's going to recover easily from that but but it's enough to make it change you get to a seven and a half is now your threshold then you start moving up to an eight and so forth that's how prog progress happens but if we go into the gym and our threshold is a seven and a half and we do a 10 11 a 12 it's going to take our body more time to recover and it's going to outdo your body's ability to adapt so you won't be able to adapt to that workout because your body will be so busy recovering from that workout. Too much is not a good thing. You want just enough to get a little bit stronger, grow a little bit of muscle, whatever it is, perform, you know, perform a little bit better. Um, so don't outdo your body's ability to adapt and recover. You want just enough to do a little bit extra. And again, on the mental side of things, you may do that for a little while and not realize like, oh, this was hard four weeks ago. Um, and I'm just doing it because it's part of my routine. I forgot. I should probably add five pounds. I should probably add two more reps. I should probably add two more sets. You know, maybe I should change this from barbell to dumbbell. Um, so we forget these things. So that's why I just, again, come back to the basics. You know, a dumbbell press is different than a barbell press, right? So small changes like that. An overhand row is different from an underhand row. Making those small changes over time, that's what 
it causes the progress that that gets the results that we want. Now, we didn't talk about this as much in the front because I knew this was going to be a very heavy uh, podcast. There's going to be a lot of information in here. But remember, whether you're trying to lose body fat, whether you're trying to to you know just look great, shape your body, grow muscle, obviously there's a thousand different things. Resistance training has to be a part of your program. It may be 90%, it may be 50%, it may be 20%, but it, I guarantee you, needs to be there. You could benefit from it, be there. If not, um, it should be um, probably most of your focus. Here's the thing. The results you get from resistance training over time, they don't happen fast, but they stick around. If you do a ton of cardio and get a ton of results fast, guess what? They fade really, really fast. And they also, I mean, there's no progress there. You know, you can't do three days a week, 30 minutes in the gym and change that much with your cardio. It's going to be 30 minutes running or walking. And really all you can change is how fast you go. You can't change the sets. You can't change the reps. You can't change the time, the rest times in between the supersets or straight sets or drop sets or progression, the volume, the type, the time under tension, the negative. There's so many variables that you can change that you can stick with 45 minute workouts, three days a week for four years if it's programmed well before you have to add a fourth day or before you have to extend those workouts to an hour, right? So does the progress come a little bit slower that way? Yes, but you don't have to kill yourself in the gym. It can fit in your normal day-to-day life. So there's a lot to think about there. And again, if you have questions, shoot them over to Gym Geeks Radio on Facebook or Instagram. I'd love to, to answer those questions for you. I would love to be able to send you some programming. And I mentioned this a few podcasts ago. We're definitely going to start getting into this a little bit more. Um, but I would love to sit down with any one of you and spend about 30 minutes on a Zoom call. We want to record it and put it on the podcast because your questions are going to be so much better than the questions that can come up for you. Uh, within my head. So make sure you, you know, reach out if you want a free 30 minute coaching session, just to talk about, you know, your progress and where you need to be. The great thing about that is you can ask questions real time. So I'm surely glossed over something in the middle of this, this last half hour and said something that you're like, man, I wish I could stop and ask a question. And other people are in that boat with you. You have a couple hundred people on here right now, uh, which is growing. Thank you guys for, for sharing this to your stories and all that stuff. But um, you know, this is something that I guarantee other people have the same questions. So if you want to take advantage of that, just remember that is always open, but this is part one. This is just the basics of resistance training. And again, it seems complex, but as you work with this material, if you remember fit VP frequency, intensity, time, type, volume, and how you're going to progress those things all together. Uh, just remember, focus on one thing at a time, do it for three weeks, four weeks, and then move on. Don't spend forever in a rep range or a style, whatever, um, you know, you, your body adapts pretty quick. Um, so, and you're going to be all right. I guarantee it. I've never had a person that doesn't respond. This is just science. Uh, so make sure, give those things a shot, reach out if you have questions. Well, that's it for part one of resistance training basics, the basics of resistance training. Keep an eye out for part number two coming up very, very soon. If this helped you out, share it with a friend, share that with us and throw this up on your Facebook or Instagram stories so we can continue to grow and reach more people, help more people. These are things that work. It's black and white. It happens. It's consistency and doing these things over time. And hopefully that cleared up some of the, the fogginess around resistance training for you because it is so, so valuable. It is the most 
most valuable type of exercise that you can possibly do in modern day life. It touches every sector, every realm, every person. Uh, So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon in part two to finish up the basics of resistance training.